0: Tonight on The Director's Cut, it's our post-holiday wrap-up special as we are talking Adult Swim Holiday Episodes Part 2. So stick around, folks. The show starts right now. <laughs> Welcome to Collateral Cinema Director's Cut. I'm Bo Maddox. And I'm Ashley Chancellor. And we are podcasting straight from somewhere in South Texas. And yes, my friends, we are a 420-friendly podcast. So whatever you have, be it dabs, blunts, bongs, or joints, smoke it if you've got it. And this is our post-holiday uh, wrap-up. And this is kind of that special grace period, you know, after the first of the year where, you know, it's, kind of sort of the holidays but we start transitioning away from it so this just feels like the uh, perfect time to drop an episode
1: like this right hey man my uh, my parents Christmas tree is still up so
0: yes yeah, same with my family yeah
1: so you know that that, that, that kind of works out and hey we're still here together it's still my uh, holiday vacation so
0: oh yeah definitely and, and it's been nice having you back down here we've got a lot we got a lot done. For the most it, part.
1: Yeah. Yeah, man. We have actually gotten a lot recorded together under one roof. So that, that's that been nice while I've been down uh, back home visiting family.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Definitely. <laughs> and uh, this is a uh, part two of our... Uh, ongoing uh, deep dive into the world of Adult Swim, namely the uh, holiday episodes of Adult Swim. Now, if you remember last year, we did pretty much uh, five of the uh, OG uh, Christmas episodes from some of the OG uh, Adult Swim shows. You know, Harvey Birdman. No, actually, we didn't do Harvey Birdman, did we? I don't think so.
1: I don't think no, so. Actually,
0: we did uh, Space Ghost Coast to Coast. We did... Uh, we didn't even do that, did we?
1: I don't think so, man. You I know think what? for the you last episode, I know we did Moral Oral. That was your introduction. That was my introduction to that.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Moral Oral, then, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we did uh, Squid Labs, Squidbillies. yeah, yeah, and Venture Brothers. There there, we go.
1: Venture Brothers, yeah. It's like,
0: oh my God. Uh, you could tell that we're stoned, right?
1: <laughs> and this isn't <laughs> our first, you know, or second. Uh, Adult Swim episode this is at least our third
0: so at the very least yeah This is the third time that we've talked about Adult Swim on this uh, series and we do intend to talk about them a little more in the uh, uh, In the in the upcoming future. I mean, I've heard that uh, Unfortunately, there's a lot of uh, Adult Swim shows that are going off of uh, max now because you know Zaslav is a bastard (laughs) but uh, these episodes you should still have no problem finding. I like e- even uh, stroke the Stroker and Hoop episode, which we'll talk about. I mean, that's not necessarily on DVD, but it is available on uh, the Adult Swim website. For yeah, we free. watched
1: it on Tubi, right?
0: No, no, no. It was for free on the Adult Swim website. Oh, okay. Yeah, they 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 have the whole series streaming there. It's like one or two seasons, I think. Hell yeah. But uh yeah it it's it was always a uh, fun time for me back in the day watching Adult Swim around the holiday season you know they 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 always had something interesting planned around this time you know even even for new years which which is another thing that we could get into uh on a on a different episode but uh here we're we're going to be diving into the Christmas uh, episodes for some of the the uh, half hour uh ep- uh shows that they we're going to be diving... Yeah, cut that. We're going to be diving into the uh, half-hour shows, as opposed to the 15-minute uh, shows that uh, we did before. And uh, first up, we're going to be talking about what's a, a perennial favorite of mine on Adult Swim. Like, it, It's a great show. It has a lot to say about... The world and about race relations and about uh, media and whatnot. And then, of course, we're talking about the boondocks, you know? Hell yeah. And, you know, O'Reilly and Huey Freeman. You know, and Granddad Freeman and whatnot. I mean, Santa's going to
1: pay what he owes.
0: Oh, he's going to pay what he owe. Oh, right? what he owe. <laughs> and we're, of course, we are talking about a Huey Freeman Christmas. In this episode, uh, first we start off with, uh, of course, uh, Jasmine going full-on evangelical about Santa Claus, which is disturbing in its own right. Then we see Riley beat the living shit out of a mall Santa in front of Jasmine and a bunch of... Uh, and a bunch of uh, her friends, a bunch of kids. He j- just goes, goes to town wailing on him. Mm-hmm. And then we have uh, Huey's story, which is uh, he's going to write the Christmas play for his school.
1: Man, I fuck with Huey because... He is, he's great. Huey Freeman is all fucking awesome. Well, because then he goes into the whole, like... Diatribe about fucking like what Christmas actually is about it stems from the uh, the Latin Saturnalia or P- pagan Saturnalia yeah um, which actually we <laughs> we used to celebrate in uh, Latin in high school I took Latin and we would celebrate Saturnalia actually was oh, kind of a thing that's kind of fucking cool actually but um the, yeah, kind of goes into the whole, like, even brings up the scripture mentioning why Jesus could not possibly have been born in December, which tracks because I come from a Christian family and we actually never celebrated Christmas as a Christian holiday, believe it or not. I, I actually, I know I've brought that up on the podcast before. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So, like, like, just totally just goes into it. But I like how he has that, like, Charlie Brown moment. <laughs> yeah, but th- that's more of a granddad. He's, uh,
0: right. he- he's uh, all caught up in the whole, uh, the old school story about the nativity and whatnot. And, you know, of course, uh, Huey is trying to tell granddad, it's like, no, that's not how it, how it really was, you know?
1: Yeah, but to granddad, it's, like- it's just wah, wah, wah,
0: wah, 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 which is what's great about this episode. is that Not it the has- only
1: Charlie Brown illusion.
0: No of course in you know it's called, a, it's called it's called the Huey Freeman Christmas which is itself a uh, is a reference to uh, peanuts yeah and not the last time that Aaron Magruder would reference peanuts in this particular series yeah but i mean yeah riley ends uh, like riley ends up uh, trying to uh, shoot uh, santa with airsoft bb's which is hilarious because I mean, he, he's going to pay what he owes. He's owe. going to pay what he owe. The, the whole thing is is that uh, back when they were in the hood and everything, all he wanted was some rims. Mm-hmm. He didn't want the whole car. No. He just wanted some rims. He just wanted some ribs. It wasn't, Santa it wasn't too deliver. much. And then Santa's bitch ass did not deliver. So he's going to pay what he owe.
1: He's going to pay what he owe, man. And, and,
0: and needless to say, Riley has quite a few choice words about Santa throughout the whole episode. And mm-hmm. he, he's very aggrieved. Like deeply aggrieved by it, you know, to where he's moved to violence against who, who he knows are not real Santa Claus. You know, he knows this.
1: Yeah, that—that's what's funny because at the end, uh, he he does tell her that right. He's like, no, nah, there is no Santa Claus. Although I don't know if maybe that's just because he saw Uncle Ruckus, um, impersonate him and he was like, oh, okay, so they're all fake. Yeah, or. It- or but then he believed real- Ruckus' story at the end or went well, along ja- with Jaz-
0: that. Jasmine did, yeah. No, but but Riley
1: did at the end because... Yeah, he, no, no, you're he, right. He, it's he, like, he I leaves hear Ruckus with a warning. It's like... Either
0: that or he's just trolling Ruckus.
1: Yeah, that, could, that could be that the thing. That could be
0: another thing. It's like, oh, I hear that your you're Santa's, that you're Santa's a special uh, security. Well, you tell him he's going to pay what he owe.
1: That's how the episode ends.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it's so cold. I love it. But, I mean, we get into some uh, more issues with uh, Huey and his play. Mm. I mean, he has Quincy Jones up in this episode, like the actual Quincy Jones.
1: The actual, so it's actually him voicing the character. That
0: is him voicing his character. Man, I
1: want to know if he actually, if they actually got, uh, not not in real life, but I mean in the context of the play. I want to know if they actually got Angela Bassett. Oh, they, they absolutely, uh, they absolutely did. Yeah. And uh, what's his face?
0: Because you know, no, damn the budget. What they're doing here is is bigger than Christmas or theater itself.
1: Denzel Washington. Denzel Washington. Yeah. <laughs> Denzel Washington. Also, and they, they, they to get Will Smith, Will
0: Smith. Try to get Will Smith you know, before all of that unfortunate nonsense. The
1: Adventures of Black Jesus.
0: Yeah, The Adventures of Black Jesus, which, which eventually, Aaron Magruder made into a, a live action Adult Swim Fuck series yeah. in its own right. It had Charlie Murphy and John Witherspoon there, and yeah, it had a black Jesus in the hood, you know, and he was, he was 100% Jesus, apparently. He wasn't a, a charlatan, he was, he was Jesus. And uh, he tries to help his friends in the
1: hood, you know? They even have that whole bit where he's like, you know, Jesus was actually black. And he's like, no, he was Middle Eastern. He's like, no, that's what you would consider black.
0: Yeah, no, there, there are definitely people in the Middle East that are definitely what we would call black.
1: Right. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and mind you, I mean, it, in the scripture, Judas had to, had to uh, point out who jesus was so jesus looked like everybody else there what do people in the middle east look like Bo? are they white no they're brown
0: nope nope it's mostly brown and black people there
1: they're v- varying shades of, of, of brown
0: shade various shades yes
1: yeah so
0: so yeah it goes into that whole uh that whole thing as far as i'm angle. concerned
1: the adventures of black Jesus is canon since i mean even the historical presence of the man jesus is actually debated now yeah it, yeah. it was long held that Jesus was probably a real dude, but uh, apparently that that's even up for debate now. It is.
0: I mean, and, and that it's understandable. So if there was, was a
1: Jesus, he was black.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, it, it also goes into the cultural ramifications of that, you know? I mean it, it kind of goes back to that one episode of good times where they kind of touched on a, uh, a, on a black Santa. He, and, you know, the, the father there before he died in the, in the series, he was just like, you know, that's our Santa. Mm. Our Santa is black. Hell yeah. You know, and just talking about what that meant for, you know, black kids growing up back then, you know, obviously we're not completely equipped to talk to that experience, you know, just only to illuminate it a little bit. But you know, that that's also kind of what this episode was really trying to touch upon. But also the reason that a black Santa is even controversial in the first place. Like remember there was a, a few years ago, Megan Kelly, when she was relevant, you know, like she was she 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 straight up looked into the camera, just straight up like and just assured all the little white children it's like, no, it's okay. Santa is white. She she pretty much did that. No, she was, like, assuring all the nice little white kids at home that know that, that Santa was, in fact, white. She went out of her way for that. And it's like, what are we doing here? What the fuck are we doing? You know, and 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 Uncle Ruck is coming out there, and everybody rejecting him kind of speaks to that a little bit. Yeah, you know? it's
1: funny because they were willing to throw a pass for the other Santas, who, uh, you know, the the one, one of them shouted vulgarities, the other one used a, uh, a little girl as a human shield.
0: Absolutely, like fucking coward! Still They're able coward.
1: to write all that off. You know, Santa gets angry sometimes. You know, even though these two guys just are just old. That guys with with white beards. There's nothing else that should be you know yeah similar about them. You know it, it's a black Santa that that that's that's what broke that's the straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah, and er- everybody
0: just rejects it wholesale, especially little Jasmine.
1: Jasmine know? that that's what shattered the illusion for. I love her whole like warped uh, perception of like of like Santa. Like she has a dream about there being like a church of, of yeah, Santa. Yeah,
0: she's literally evangelizing about Santa.
1: And it, she's it's a, evangelical it, about it. It's a total like black congregation type church where they're but they're but instead of thinking about Jesus, they're thinking about Santa.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, it, it has that entire you know uh, spiel. You know, especially you know the the pastor that talks like this, like he she, she's talking like that as well. Yeah, that whole stereotype. So it's like I mean, it's it's just playing into you know.
1: Uh, black evangelicalism a little bit. And that's what I love about the boondocks is, is that it's just like, it, it, and I think it's okay because it's like, you know, it's from a black perspective. yeah. So it's kind of like satirizing like elements of, you know, the subculture and in a way that actually celebrates it.
0: Exactly. And, and, and I mean, but Aaron Magruder, I mean, he, he literally did, was saying like, yeah, yeah, it's like there's elements of my culture I can criticize. So he criticizes them. And
1: I respect that. I mean, he can. So I respect (laughs) that. I mean,
0: Lord knows we've criticized a lot of white culture. Oh, man,
1: I'll criticize the fuck out of white culture. The buttercream gang. The buttercream
0: gang. (laughs) Oh, that is the epitome of whiteness right there.
1: Except it's like an unintentional satire. That's what's great about it. I love it. It's like
0: a stealth (laughs) satire of
1: white Christian values pretty much. Yeah. And then there's the other flip side of that, you know, like black Christian values and man, I'll tell you what though, like one thing I I always did enjoy is, um, my, my parents church, which is fairly progressive for being a church of Christ, especially, but Uh there was one night a year. They still do this as far as I know where they do, uh, an evening of spiritual harmony and they would invite other churches, uh, mainly black congregations, actually. And they would come up and they'd actually do the service that, that weekend, you know, wow, that, that okay. Sunday at church. But before, you know, the night before was the Evening Spiritual Harmony and they'd come and they'd do the whole thing. They'd have their, you know, like the choir come up and everything. And mm-hmm. like we'd have come all, some of our choirs come up. And man, it was just like, it was always a blast, man. Uh huh. I oh, fucking yeah. love black churches, man. They're the best. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, exactly. Black people churches, man, like y'all know how to fucking worship, man. Y'all actually make it fun. <laughs> oh, definitely,
0: <laughs> definitely. I mean, hell, we got we got gospel out of that out of that culture, and mm-hmm. you know, look what I mean. We eventually got rock and roll out of that, and R oh, and B. Oh,
1: fuck yeah, man. Know,
0: we, I mean, that that stuff pretty much just started the trajectory of American music.
1: Yeah, you know, and and you have visionaries like uh, like like Huey Freeman, exactly, straight up visionary. He's a visionary. I mean, he's like he's like uh, Jordan Peele, you know. <laughs> absolutely, like Jordan Peele.
0: I, I guess you could say that. Yeah, Jordan Peele is kind of maybe real life Huey a little bit,
1: a little bit, right?
0: Yeah, <laughs> but I, I don't know. I guess Aaron McGruder is real life of uh, Huey.
1: Actually, I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I I suspect that there's some elements of like his own life in that. Oh, absolutely. That and that's fucking awesome. His own experience, because like Huey, it. like I said, I fuck with Huey, man.
0: <laughs> yeah, but I also, also kind of fuck with Riley too. I mean, for sure, man. Because I mean, at least he's earnest about who he is. <laughs> you know, he's very earnest. And granddad, granddad's just OG. He's he's a, he's old. He's old school. Mm-hmm. He's a, he's an old timer. And the older I, I get, I guess I can kind of vibe with that a little bit. You yeah. Know? But I mean, he is a total boomer too. But, yeah. So, totally. Anyway. Yeah.
1: I, I mean, and the Boondocks is is honorary anime. That's the thing. It's
0: absolutely an
1: anime. It, it, it has been yeah. accepted by by anime culture, so.
0: Yeah, it, it absolutely is an anime. I mean, have you ever seen any of the fights in uh, the boondocks? It, it's absolutely a, just a straight-up anime. And I love how they also reference a lot of uh, Star Wars. Mm-hmm. They reference that a lot. They reference, uh, man, what else have they referenced? Uh, they referenced uh, Charlie Brown and the Peanuts a lot. I mean, mm-hmm. It's a great series and and this is like really one of the most thoughtful christmas episodes that pro- probably since moral orals christmas first christmas episode
1: yeah you know yeah. very very
0: thoughtful episode
1: yeah i actually hadn't watched this before i mean i've watched the boondocks before i just hadn't seen this particular episode and uh, i had a blast with it, it was, it's, it's a really fun uh holiday episode
0: absolutely But I guess we can move on to the next uh, holiday episode, and that is the very first Rick and Morty uh, holiday episode, Anatomy Park. Now, Rick and Morty has undergone a lot of changes lately, needless to say.
1: It has. So this is the one that I'm most familiar with. I've I've definitely watched this episode many times before. Um, I've watched all the way up through season five, um, I think they're on season 7 now, right? Yes, yeah, so that's season 7. I haven't I don't think I've watched all of season 6. But I know I've watched all through season 5 at least. I've
0: more or less caught myself up to about uh, right before season 7 and I even caught a couple of season 7 episodes and
1: I've seen a couple yeah. of the season 7 episodes. They go hard, man. They do. And honestly, there's a pro vegan episode. All right. There is. No, it's
0: the it's the uh, it's the, uh Intestine Spaghetti episode, yeah, one hundred percent. It's totally vegan. Um, before before we get more into this, we also want to say like, fuck Justin
1: Roiland. I mean,
0: oh, fuck Justin Roiland. Yes, I, much if, like much like Chris Volusie, dude.
1: He he's this generation's John Chris Volusie, and that's sad. And and so, I mean, like like here's the thing, you know, like I hear that he hasn't had much involvement the last few seasons of Rick and Morty. If he had anything to do with this one, then it worked despite him. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously, the character voices, you know, are, are, are good at all, but let's be real. Anybody could do a Rick and Morty voice. It's not that difficult. There's
0: lots of voice actors on YouTube who even do like almost flawless S- Rick and Morty. Spot
1: on impressions. Like, like it's, f- it's flawless, it, honestly. And that's all they needed to do was find the sound likes, And that's what they did. Like I've, I've heard, you know, the new actors, the news voice actors. It's, it's noticeable if you're listening for it, but it's very subtle. And No dip in quality as far as the performances yeah. go
0: biggest the biggest difference that I can tell is whenever they're like screaming It's very yeah. obviously like Justin Roiland had a very distinctive uh, high-pitched uh, wail to him, you know, like like if you're like like, like if you're familiar with lemon grabs, you know, it's like Unacceptable! That, that shit mm. he had a very distinctive uh, scream to him so I mean, that's a little hard to fully replicate, but I mean, these guys get very close to it. Mm -hmm. But this episode, though, is very classic to me because, I mean, for one, it's from the first season of Rick and Morty, which is the best fucking season. The, one of the best seasons, anyway.
1: It's a solid fucking season, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and this and is a good episode. I mean, it's a straight up, uh, while being a Christmas episode, is also a parody of Jurassic Park, of all things. And also a fantastic voyage.
0: It's, it's this mishmash of Fantastic Voyage, which was about these scientists that get shrunk down into a ship to excise a tumor from in an experimental surgery. They actually go inside this, the dude's body and everything. And it's also Jurassic Park—the whole idea of getting a bunch of uh, d- dangerous creatures uh, behind a-, a fence and uh, showing them off to tourists, you know.
1: And, and straight up, I mean, they have a Dr. Bloob, who's a straight-up parody. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> that Vo- and everything, like. Vo-
0: voiced by John Oliver, by yeah. the way, doing an excellent performance. I mean, he's actually—he actually, he actually kind of steals the uh, the episode for me a little bit, you know. Because, I mean, he, he's, got, he's got a very interesting way of, you know, delivering his words and delivering his lines that are just really, just, just really just spot on, you
1: know? Oh, yeah. And I even like at the end where he's like, you know what, it, I, I, uh, it was horrible of me to even...
0: No, no, yeah, yeah. He's there. They're at the uh, emergency uh, tram and he, he has that paw- awkward pause when he's like, somebody's got to stay behind and, uh, and uh, work the controls. And, he, and he's just like, no, 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 it was a total dick move of me to do that.
1: It was a total dick my, move of me to even pause. But then it turns <laughs> out that all he, my did, fault. Then he
0: did have an automatic start that he could have jumped on the goddamn tra- tram. It's like, God damn it, man. It's like, that. that that's too bad. He, he's actually the breakout character for me there. But, yeah, just the idea of having a bunch of uh, diseases in this one dude, just... Uh, like, sequestered uh, for, like, uh, tourists and everything. Mm-hmm. It's so, so ridiculous, you know? It's like, what? They had, like, gonorrhea, E. coli, tuberculosis. Hepatitis. Hepatitis C. C and, and A or
1: and B? B, I think it B. was. Yeah. Uh, at the end, they're like, hepatitis C? Wait, did, did we have a relationship with that guy? It's or? like, no, I think he's just cool like that. I, I think, think they're, they're just cool, cool guys. like, that. He's like yeah. they're,
0: they're just cool guys. Yeah. It's like I mean, it's like well th- that's uh, enough of an explanation for me, honestly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the action in this uh, in this episode is also really just classic fast-paced Rick and Morty action, you know like I mean but it's like kind of an inner space thing, you know mm-hmm. Like uh, especially whenever sh- shit goes tits up in uh, in Anatomy Park, you know, mm-hmm. it, 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 it's great how they kind of follow those uh, story beats from Jurassic Park, but still make it relevant to Rick and the Rick and Morty universe, you know,
1: totally, totally. Yeah. Also, like that, uh, that monster, the the uh, hepatitis B that we see throughout the episode is the one in the title sequence. And I think that's the bit of the title sequence that they've continued to use in every season.
0: Yeah, they, they pretty much uh, continue to using it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But uh the, the fucking uh the, that fucking monster is actually hepatitis B that we see in in the in the title sequence. I thought Yeah, that's uh, uh, it's pretty cool. Of all things. But yeah, no, I actually kind of liked this whole like I don't know, Osmosis Jones
0: Yeah, it, it's like <laughs> it's referencing so many different yes. uh properties there. It's like Osmosis Jones, inner space, Fantastic Voyage and Jurassic Park all mixed into one. But,
1: but, but you and know, it's I, a, it is a Christmas episode. Yeah, and in the Beast story, of course, we have an, an exploration of cuckoldry. It's the most wonderful time of year. Holiday special season. Get your holly jollies with a smorgasbord of yuletide delights, including robot chicken. Uh-oh. Mowed down one cookie too many. Code brown, people. Tim and Eric. who's in the mood for some laughs? Hey <laughs> And the boondocks. Christmas is a pagan holiday. Ain't gonna be no Scrooges in this house, boy. December 18th. Starting at midnight. And on Christmas Eve, while you're lying in wait for old St. Nick, savor a heaping plate of peace on earth with a Bob's Burgers holiday marathon. Dear Lord Santa, please bless me with a calendar of Australian firefighters holding puppies in casual settings. And bless me with a perm. You only live once. Why not have a little fun up top? Followed by a nice warm mug of goodwill toward all
0: with five seasonally appropriate episodes of Joe Perra Talks With You.
1: Here's a pine. here's a pine. and here's a pint. The joy starts December twenty fourth at nine on Adult Swim.
0: It really is. It's like, oh my god! It's you want to talk about white culture? If you want to talk about white culture? Exactly. <laughs> it's like, and, 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 and of course, it, it, it is a black man that they that is uh, her uh, boyfriend now. That he that uh, her husband <laughs> watches.
1: <laughs>
0: Jerry's parents, by the way, those we're talking about. It turns out that Jerry's parents are total cucks. And just uh, like Or, or his me, dad is anyway, his dad is, and and it works for them. It's but, actually a representation of a healthy cuckold relationship.
1: Actually, yeah, it's it's very progressive. It's very wholesome, even. And like at the end of the the day, you know, like the message of the story is like, you know, like just accept it. You know, like acceptance of. of that lifestyle. It doesn't portray it in any sort of mocking way. I mean, yeah, they make a joke about it. He goes in the closet and everything, but at the end of the day, (laughs) they have a strong relationship and it's kind of a shame that we never got to find out if like, you know, Jacob is still a part of their family unit. Jerry's mom does come back in a recent episode.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We, we won't go too far into spoilers than that one. if If people haven't seen it, it's a little further into the series, but
1: yeah. And, um, I don't know, man. I think uh, Dan Harmon has a... um, He has a
0: particular thing going
1: there. I I think it's... Is it a fetish? I don't know, man. It's a little weird how Uh, often he brings up incest.
0: (laughs) Uh, uh, Morty and Summer have a uh, ginormous incest space baby. Named Naruto. (laughs) Named Naruto. Yes. (laughs) Yes. It's named fucking Naruto.
1: God, man, I don't want to give. I don't want to spoil too much either, but I don't know. That's one of those things that's kind of been memed
0: a little bit. Yeah, I think honestly. so. Dan Harmon's whole incest thing—it's kind of a meme by this point,
1: but it, it's a thing. Yeah, <laughs> it, it totally. is. It totally but is. I will say that um, his his um, his his portrayal of of you know, cuckoldry, of just having you know, just kind of like more progressive intimacy, you know, and, and, uh, you know, just, just portrayal of kinks, uh, here is, is actually pretty wholesome. Yeah.
0: And now I also love how into it Beth and summer are Beth and summer are just totally fine with it. They're down, they're down with it. But I
1: think also part of it is just kind of like rubbing it in Jerry's face. Cause like, they know that like, that like, he's like, you know,
0: uh-huh, he, they know that he's very uncomfortable with it. It's completely outside of his heteronormative
1: And he took uh, away their devices. So. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, all they have to do is talk. That's <laughs> and, and so, yeah, he wanted his human holiday, so he got it. Yeah. And uh, he did not want it. And nope. that's, that's sad. He, he really had a chance to reach out. Yeah. And but- he didn't.
1: I, I, yeah, this is this this is a, this is another like like Rick and Morty usually has you know kind of like these two plots go on run, run you know they have they got the A story and the B story yeah
0: very traditional stuff but also kind of subversive in its own way yeah you know. Because usually the beast typically the B plot is usually a very like lighthearted plot. Yeah. Complimentary. But usually it's like kind of its own little drama in its own right, you know? Like it really is. Yeah, like the whole thing with Jerry not accepting his parents' new lifestyle, you know? So And,
1: you know, at the end of the day the impetus is on Jerry to be accepting and not to you know, and I, I feel like in that position, I'd probably feel a little weird about it too, but I'm not going to sit here and like, I thought what happened to me and my parents were like, yeah, we've got a third. I mean, I'm like, okay, you really didn't have to tell me that, but um, I'm, you know, I'm here for it. You know, whatever, whatever makes you happy. I'm not judging.
0: That's good to know, Ash.
1: <laughs> Don't get any ideas.
0: No, I'm just playing, dude.
1: <laughs> um. Yeah, she doesn't date vegans. I know that for a fact. Oh, what? I know my mom wouldn't go for vegan. Damn it. Damn it. Damn it. Damn it. (laughs) But anyway... I love the whole bit at the end where um they have uh, they they blow up Reuben the the dead guy they've been inside. Yeah, f-
0: first they literally blow him up. They they gi- giganticize him.
1: Right. That's what know? I'm talking about. Yeah. And then they blow him up. And then they blow him up. They, yeah. But like yeah. the the whole giant naked space Santa and uh, you know y- it's like, I, no, I, that's going to make news. It's like, I mean. And you're watching it, and I think all of our minds are going to the same place. We're like, how are we? We're already thinking about where this is going. And so they're, you know, they're like, yeah, we've got a big nose up here, blah, 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 over here on the East Coast. It's and like, and hey, then in we California, got a- we've got toes. And, you know, if the old adage is true about, you know, they've got uh, impressively giant feet, even compared to the giant man's size. And if the old adage holds up true, then the folks in the Rocky Mountains are. <laughs>
0: And, and, and for some- lo and behold, it's the pecker and end all peckers.
1: Man, man, I want to just take that gif of like the man. This probably was done around that time, but I want to take the gif of the man in the Rocky Mountains who just looks up and he sees the giant shadow of a dick. Like that describes the internet when Chris Evans' dick was was uh, <laughs> leaked. And, and I saw the thing, man. It's it's pretty
0: impressive. Was it it's Ameri- not the biggest? It, it's not the biggest. Was, dick it, was he- it America's dick? It, it was definitely
1: America's dick. It was dick. America's dick. Damn right. <laughs> is it the biggest dick I've ever seen? No. But was it impressive? Yes, very much so. That is America's dick. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, I mean, what a better way to uh, spend the, the, the holiday season than giant old man sp- Space sticks yeah,
0: and then watching it get blown to sh- blown to smithereens and having blood raining, blood and viscera raining, raining blood.
1: Yeah, on a viscera in the sky. Also, absolutely, fuck Ethan. Yeah, fuck Ethan. Ethan's a bastard. I mean, I mean, I mean. Okay, yeah, he's he's got a uh, definitely a fucked up childhood, but fuck uh-huh, Ethan yeah, nonetheless.
0: No, no, Ethan. Uh, the minute that some ginormous stripper titties come around, he just goes
1: running. Mind you, that could have been played for laughs. It kind of was, but but not really. It actually was turned into like another kind of progressive wholesome moment where it was like, yeah, I mean, yeah, some people are fucked up because of this and carry trauma. It doesn't give you an excuse to be a dick, but it's an explanation of it.
0: Absolutely. And then sometimes you can take that first step forward to not being so much of a dick because of it.
1: Right. You know, that's that's what mature people. You can, you can heal. healthy people who have who who cope with that. You know. Yeah, you you can heal. You know. You can heal. But. And, and you know what's funny is Jacob is the one that brings everybody together.
0: He really is. He's the one that does and honestly he's the most positive force in the entire episode. Like nothing bad about him comes out in any way. A black man. A black man. Exactly.
1: I mean he 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 he, he patches up white culture. It's
0: Are you saying that he's a magical
1: negro? Is that what you is that what you are saying, Ash? <laughs> Have you seen the memes about the guys that are like, we want it's like a whole like like crowd of like white people and we're like you know tickets for <laughs> oh inter- yeah society that, 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 the
0: Society of Magical Negroes I think that's what it's the, I think the, that's movie's the movie called. title
1: yeah <laughs> it's like oh
0: yes <laughs> but I, I heard that a lot of people are angry about that because it turns out that it's more just like a straight rom com
1: really it's not uh, like
0: this biting satire that was making itself out to be damn, which is like goddamn, man yeah they had a they had a chance and they blew it, but yeah anyway yeah anatomy park that's another interesting uh holiday special, very memorable, but the next one is a uh little bit of a one-off series for Adult Swim. It 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 kind of came and went, and of course that's a Stroker and Hoop. Mm-hmm. It's about a. Uh, it's pretty much a send-up of uh, 80s uh, Miami Vice style uh, detective shows. You this know? is
1: the like, first series that I haven't actually seen before, and that I've never even heard of before. On this episode, it's
0: it's kind of an obscure show in the uh, annals of Adult of Adult Swim. You know, it's. I mean, it it came out like maybe. Uh, i want to say mid to late 2000s yeah. my
1: roughly. question is since they since they are detectives do they do the thing do they do do they usually do the bit at the end where they like reveal like the mastermind behind it like detective style they, is that like a trope they use it is yes okay yes. cuz yes. i love how they've employed it here at the end where it was like you know it was all the the ghosts of christmas past present and future right <laughs> and and
0: one of the, the ghosts of christmas past, past is actually stroker's uh, former partner mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but y- you you what's what's great is that in Stroker and Hoop, you're always just uh, completely faced with how much of a piece of shit Stroker
1: is. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, that, that dude is a piece of shit. He's an
0: irredeemable piece of shit in so many ways. Like, fails his fails his son, fails, fails Santa, fails
1: his friends even. F- it, fails everybody. Adult Swim kind of does that archetype a lot, don't they?
0: They do. It really is. You know, an incompetent dad who's just never going to... Be fully present, you know. I mean, you, you can say that, you know, that's early Kyler, you know, that's uh, to a degree Dr. Venture, you know. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that, that does kind of show up a lot. It, it's, it is a trope.
1: You right. Know?
0: But, yeah, here we have, yeah, it's a send-up of, uh, of uh, Charles Dickens' uh, Christmas Carol, but it's uh, played uh, more as uh, just trying to redeem this complete asshole, you know. But of course, you know Stroker learns nothing in the end. You know that fundamentally, that's one of the parts of Stroker and Hoop is that Stroker learns absolutely nothing, and Hoop is kind of a an ineffectual partner, but who's probably the most normal one out of the both of them. Mm-hmm. But even he he's very shown as a stereotypical, you know, uh, live in your mom's house till you're in your 30s. You know, back when that was not as common as it is nowadays. Yeah, you know. But uh, yeah, in this episode, uh, they, uh, a mall Santa gets uh, stabbed with a, uh, with a vial of a designer toxin. And uh, Stroker, he uh, ends up winning the, or at least he thinks he wins the lotto. Uh-huh. He ends up winning the, winning the lotto and just uh, ditching, uh, saving uh, this uh, mall Santa, who turns out to be the real Santa.
1: Right. Going I, I, on that caught me
0: yeah. off guard. I was like, "Well, wait, oh, oh, wait he's, is he the real Santa? He is, oh, the, he is the real Santa. He is absolutely the real Santa. <laughs> yeah. And it, you, his reindeer even come through for him in the end. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you have uh, Stroker and Hoop trying to, uh, like, you, you have Stroker going, you know, to the past. And, you know, you, you learn, like, what happened with his partner and everything. It goes to Christmas present, which goes tits up real fucking quick. And then uh, seeing the Ghost of Christmas Future, you see how much of a malignant piece of shit he still is. Even, like, like you see that, and even his uh, son turns out to be kind of a mm-hmm. life, a little bit, you know? And he's pretty much just living with uh, with hoop and everything, just on virtual reality the whole time. And people throw dog shit and, and uh, bricks at his house because he allowed Santa to die. Yep. And a that's how family. he lost all of his money. So... <laughs> in a class action lawsuit with all the children in the world. Just yeah. all the children in the world took all of his money.
1: It, it was kind of cool how they, you know, um, c- kind of reverse all of that at the end, though. You know, because, like, you know, we, we think that, you know, this whole thing's kind of resigned to the, you know, everybody's resigned to their fates and whatnot. But then we then we think, you know, it's like, oh, no, they actually have the... Time travel technology. So no, it,
0: it, I guess it's not so much technology as magic. it is a, a supernatural ability.
1: Yeah, it was almost like it was almost like the special effects were almost like it was like technology to me. I guess. Yeah, kind of. And especially with like the ghosts actually being like like tangible and like
0: yeah, they can actually get hit by gunfire and
1: die and be seen and by be seen
0: by other uh, by other people. Yeah. So yeah, they they kind of throw that whole thing out out the. And window. it's not
1: actually a dream.
0: No, none of it is a dream. It's Wait. it's all really happening.
1: Yeah, and you like, know? you know, a Christmas carol or- Yeah,
0: but the way parodies. that they kind of flipped that around is that, you know, since he uh, since he ended the uh, lotto uh, scheme that uh, all the ghosts were involved in, because mm-hmm. that, that was the whole thing. It was like a, a, a lotto get rich quick scheme, yeah. you know, fraud, defrauding the lotto commission. And uh, he uh, pretty much uh, prevents that from happening. And yeah, he ends up losing his lotto ticket and he just gets socks in the
1: end. But he saved Christmas. He stopped Santa from dying. Yeah. Santa straight did. up dies. And I was like, man, they killed off
0: fucking Santa. No, he fucking straight dies in this uh, in this episode. And, and Carr, who is like a send up of uh, Kit from Knight Rider, mm-hmm. totally. But it's just he's a little, uh, little uh, more lowbrow.
1: Yeah, let's, yeah, let's, totally you know, a parody of, of Kit, yeah. Yeah,
0: but uh, he manages to try to get uh, Santa to, uh, to Stroker and then to the North Pole, but th- that goes to shit because of, the, because of Stroker and the Ghost of Christmas uh, present. Mm-hmm. So it all ends into this whole loop where finally Stroker puts it two and two together. They, 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 they find a way to get an antidote for the, uh, for the uh, designer toxin using the time-traveling, Mm-hmm. And then they end up saving Santa, and Santa caps those motherfuckers, <laughs> caps their ass.
1: Santa dies. God damn
0: it! Santa Santa got fucking gangster. That was fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he 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 unloaded the he unloaded the magazine. hmm He he mag dumped. Yeah. So he's like, yeah, gangster style. And then it ends with the, the we learn who the narrator of this whole thing is. It turns out to be a turkey who, unfortunately gets killed for turkey dinner, which I say, boo, look what you did. Was you it supposed the- to
1: be a goose? It
0: was supposed to be a goose, but they couldn't find but, a but goose. But it was a turkey. It was a turkey, because nobody can find a goose. The turkey apparently. that's
1: like narrating the whole thing. He's like, I don't want to die. <laughs>
0: it's like, no, he doesn't want to die.
1: You know what? He I've heard turkeys die. are straight assholes. So turkey are, Turkeys are actually quite
0: intelligent, way more intelligent than you think they are. They're they're not more intelligent than pigs or anything, but you know they have their own.
1: I heard that they drown themselves in like rain or something. Uh, I
0: mean, I think that that's more because of uh, the way that they're kept. Than oh, anything. so it's
1: like it's like suicide. It's not just because they're dumb. Yeah, no,
0: no, no. It probably is because it's like no, it's suicide or something like Damn. that. But, but anyway, uh, yeah, I love I love Stroker and Hoop because I mean it's just so emblematic of early adult swim. You know, early to mid period adult swim. You know, it was when they were really still trying to take risks, you know, trying to come up with their own unique style of humor yeah. you know, and everything. And, and this uh, series really kind of enca- encapsulated that perfectly. And it, it, it wasn't an in-house production. It was, uh, it was uh, a, a third party. Uh, yeah, it was a third party, so... Uh, it it it's still it didn't have the 100% the william street feel and everything but uh it, it still really uh fit into that bailiwick you know
1: yeah yeah so, i could definitely see that this this one does have like a early like rough adult swim vibe
0: it does like i mean even the uh, intro is a little dated admittedly with that cgi in yeah it. very dated uh Computer graphics. I'm here
1: for it, though. It's awesome. Yeah.
0: Oh no, it's totally, it's totally 2000s all the way. And honestly, you should watch the rest of that uh, that show because it's actually really, really funny. It's it's kind of a it's kind of sad that it never got a second season.
1: Well, I oh, mean, last Christmas, you know, I watched uh, uh, fucking uh, uh Moral Oral for the first time. Uh, and that actually got me hooked later, and I started like watching through that. So uh, this is another one that I, I I could see myself watching. Yeah, and
0: it's very it's self-contained because it's literally like one season, like one maybe two seasons.
1: Okay, I don't nice. Remember,
0: so yeah, so yeah, you could watch the whole uh, season in uh, in an afternoon, and that's pretty much the whole series.
1: Okay, so, so uh, one of the. The uh, the co-creators also did Your Pretty Face is Going to Hell. I've seen that.
0: And also it has and, uh, uh, John Glazer who did uh, Delocated.
1: Yeah. He and, was in
0: Delocated.
1: And um, uh, this guy, Casper Kelly, also writ- wrote some episodes of other Adult Swim shows, like Squid Squidbillies, Harvey Bird, Ben, Aqua Teen Hunger Force.
0: So it was kind of a, an internal. So, so it was kind of internal. It just wasn't 100% adult uh, William Street that was behind it.
1: Yeah. yeah okay. So that, that, that's, that's pretty cool. Oh, that's um, awesome. I oh, wanted yeah. to say, like, cause there were just elements of it that were like, okay, like I've seen this at other adult swim stuff. Like I'm I'm seeing, you know, like what where this would later come in. Yeah. Definitely. But that's awesome. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But anyway, I think that's all that we have to really say about at least all I have to really say about it. Like, do you have any final thoughts about these uh episodes?
1: I mean, it was uh definitely a lot of fun watching these during the holiday season. Um I think you know we started watching these before Christmas actually so that was cool. Yeah. And um yeah, I mean just encapsulates the uh, the holiday season very well. Yeah actually. and and honestly
0: it it makes for some great uh, you know alternative uh, holiday viewing, you know yeah. if you're if you don't want to go through the usual Rankin Bass shit or anything like that, you know. I mean, you can watch this stuff and you know there's there's lots of Adult Swim holiday content, you know, and that th- that's why I only really picked three uh, shows here because I feel, I mean, there, there, there's so much to get into. There's on, like all the, uh, there, there's even the syndicated shows, you know, like Futurama, King of the Hill, American Dad.
1: You know, they have some pretty classic uh, Christmas episodes. No, I don't. I don't think we've done an, I don't think we, we we've done Aqua Teen. I don't. I don't think we did that last year. Yes, we year. Did. Wait, yes, did. We did. We do did. Aqua Teen last year.
0: Yeah, we did all of the Teen uh, oh, awesome Christmas episodes. That's right, yeah. because we, we did um, we did T-shirt of the Damned. We did because uh, Aquatine did uh, Ghost of Christmas
1: Past from the future. Let's just say, yeah, yeah. Aquatine also has a Christmas Carol parody episode. Yeah, so, and we did talk about it. I exactly. Now. Yeah, yeah,
0: that, I, yeah, and that's a classic episode. But so, yeah, expect more of these uh, to come in the future mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to holiday uh, content from us maybe next time we'll manage to release before christmas that would be good yeah but anyway uh what's going on with collateral gaming ash
1: all right well uh just prior to recording this we're recording these back to back we did our uh holiday edition or post-holiday edition of the bonus round uh where we got into our top five favorite uh angry video game nerd season two episodes so uh, that was a lot of fun. Our Christmas episode or holiday ho- holiday special, I should say, or maybe we'll also market it as a post-holiday special. I don't know. It was supposed to be released on Christmas Day, but uh, the Grinch video game, uh, we should be getting that out very soon this week as of the time of recording. Um, and if this gets released on time, then the same week.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. uh, as well as our episode out on Oracle of Seasons, concluding Zelda month. Uh, And then coming up in January, we are going to be talking about The Witcher 3. We'll do a two-part episode on that. And then um, also a a two-part anniversary special on Fable 1 and Fable 2. Excellent.
0: Hell yeah. And with Collateral Cinema, we have The Wicker Man coming up with Dads from the Crypt. Uh, We have uh, the Indiana Jones trilogy. Yes, there's only a trilogy. That's it. Uh, with uh, Vern from Cinema Recall, and we should also be getting into another anime special with uh, the Retro Anime Podcast, where we will be talking about the Project Echo series. So we definitely have a lot of interesting uh, content coming for you this month, so definitely stick around for that.
1: Hell yeah. But yeah, we hope that you all had a very happy holidays and uh, are enjoying the new year as we are just coming into it. Absolutely, and
0: we're looking forward to the rest of the season for a collateral cinema. It's going to be a lot of fun, and uh, we're, we have uh, our anniversary episode, which is going to be Happiness of the Katakuris. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I, I think, uh, I actually, yeah, 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 we uh, picked a 420 special. It's going to be Aqua Teen Hunger Force colon movie film for theaters. So, Fuck, yeah. so it's going to be Adult Swim related content there. So stick around for that, definitely. But anyway, you can find uh, both Collateral Cinema and Collateral Gaming wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, You can find us on uh, Good Pods. Uh, Vote for us uh, there to uh, give us five-star reviews so we can uh, climb up the ranks there. Uh, We have a Patreon and a Buy Me A Coffee. So uh, if you uh, want to uh, support the podcast, then... uh, you can donate to us there and you can also find full length feature commentaries. And we have a merch store on Spreadshop. So uh, look for us under Collateral Media Podcasts there. So, yeah, I mean, we're all, like we say, we're also on uh, X, Twitter, whatever you want to call it. We're on uh, Instagram and yeah, don't Blue call Scott. it X.
1: Only feds call it X.
0: Feds call it X. It's no, Twitter. I, I call it I call it shitter,
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: but the X is silent.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Yeah. And uh, Instagram, Blue Sky, Threads, all that good stuff. Hell yeah. Anything else to add?
1: No, that's it.
0: All right. Well, with that said, I'm Bo Maddox.
1: And I'm Ashley Chancellor.
0: And this was the post-holiday special for Collateral Cinema. See y'all in the new year, everybody. Laters.